Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of CoreCentric Conversations on e-invoicing compliance. I'm Kelly Barner, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Given the complexity and regulatory requirements associated with global business, e-invoicing compliance and education are highly important. Upcoming regulations that will apply to EMEA companies and U.S. companies engaging internationally in business make this even more true than it has been in the past. To get some insight into today's challenges and coming changes, I am joined by David Austin, a Senior Product Manager at CoreCentric. David has over 15 years of experience as a product manager on enterprise software and information products. His past products include work for construction, manufacturing, and rental equipment companies. David is currently the Senior Product Manager for CoreCentric's e-invoicing offering. So, hi, David. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Kelly. Happy to be here. So it's always good in these complicated conversations to start at the beginning. So do you mind, before we dig into all of the details, can you just set the stage by telling us what e-invoicing compliance means? Uh, Yeah, sure, Kelly. Well, e-invoicing compliance refers to government mandates uh, that are being uh, put out for issuing, exchanging, receiving, and archiving of invoices. And importantly, in this context, it refers to electronic invoices, which are structured electronic uh, data files. And they they come in formats that you may have heard of, like Factor X, UBL, or EDI. But most importantly, plain paper and using your print to PDF uh, button on your invoicing software won't work anymore. We have to use these new structured formats. So it sounds like, and certainly this is something that I teased in the intro to today's conversation, there are some changes coming. Why is this something that is important for us to focus on now? Well, from a, from a government perspective, the government wants to ensure they're collecting all their value-added tax. So as an example, in the European Union, uh, there's a figure from 2017 that said the VAT gap or the tax that was not collected was estimated at around 137 billion euros just in one year alone, with uh, Italy accounting for 24% of that amount at 34 billion euros. So that's a substantial amount and motivation for the government. Now, from a corporate perspective, It'll also be important to you because e-invoicing will help ensure integrity and authenticity of documents. And as many companies and listeners out there have learned the hard way, invoicing scams are far too popular uh, in our in our world today. And in the long term, it, it will be good for everyone. It will boost efficiency for both the government and your company, uh, but that's the long term. And as we'll talk about today, I'm sure it's challenging here in the short term. Now, what companies and transactions are being affected by these changes? 
Well, it, just a quick way to figure it out is if you bill from or ship from a country, the country's e-invoicing mandate will affect you. Uh, a quick way to determine this is by checking if you have a tax ID somewhere in your, in your uh, company for a given country. Uh, but also what's important to, to note is while many countries already require business to government transactions to be uh, e-invoiced, the countries are now focusing on the business to business and business to consumer side. Interesting. So not all of these changes are taking place on the exact same timeline. If we think about it geographically, which countries currently require invoicing? Yeah, well, many of the uh, Latin American countries are where the e-invoicing trend has begun. And we see that now expanding into Europe. Uh, Italy started with an e-invoicing mandate in 2019. Portugal has been expanding their requirements uh, each year. Uh, but you'll also soon see Poland coming into effect. They're scheduled to start their B2B transactions in July of 2024. And they'll be using a, a centralized tax model where the invoices have to be issued through the government and then retrieved from the government. Uh, it'll be a, a substantial expansion of, of the process. Uh, for companies with operations, as we said, in Poland. And it's going to affect not only transactions in Poland, but those that are cross-border for both uh, importing and exporting. And then the, the big country that's coming online soon will be France. Uh, France was scheduled to start in 2024 and just recently announced a postponement. We're waiting on a new date in France, but it's going to be a, a huge requirement. They have a very complex uh, tax model uh, for distribution of these e-invoices. Uh, they call it the Y-tax model. And uh, we can get into that uh, in, an, in another podcast, Kelly, or you can get some information about that on our website. Uh, but it, again, we're talking about affecting both domestic and cross-border uh, transactions there in France. Now, we've talked a little bit about Latin America. We've talked about some different countries in Europe. What about the United States? Well, the, the U.S. doesn't use value-added tax. So the government incentive and the missing taxes we see here, uh, government just doesn't have the same incentive to, to use an e-invoicing system. But uh, we are looking at, uh, as country, becoming more efficient in our invoicing, there's uh, the Digital Business Networks Alliance uh, that is examining an interoperability standard that would not involve routing invoices through the government, but would use a standard system for exchanging those invoices. This would be similar to the PEPL network uh, that's used in Europe. Uh, however, there are no dates announced on this. It's under initial examination and design. Uh, but you know, as we mentioned, if you're in the U.S. and you have operations or tax IDs in other countries, especially EMEA at this point, there are changes coming for you. Now, we've talked about the fact that all of this is rolling out, and certainly it's complicated, especially as you have countries like France that are potentially delaying some of their effective dates. It might be tempting for people listening in to say, okay, good, I don't need to start thinking about this yet. But that is definitely not what we want people to do. 
What is it that you recommend companies and professionals affected by these changes to be thinking about now in preparation for future e-invoicing compliance? Yeah, that's a good point, Kelly. Well, importantly, allow yourself enough time to get ready for these mandates. They're very complex. You need to allow time to learn how they work, determine what processes are affected at your company. Uh, we see for a lot of the uh, quote requests that we're receiving now at CoreCentric, there can be upwards of a dozen ERPs or accounting softwares involved. Uh, so allow yourself time to figure out what your options are. And especially once you have all that figured out, allow time to implement um, the solution that you've identified. Uh, as well, as you go out and look at different solutions for compliance, you're going to see things like certain solutions only apply to one country, some only apply to one software. Uh, there will be global providers out there uh, that have uh, their own benefits and trade-offs. So there's, there's some things to consider as far as a, a compliance solution. Uh, we also see challenges with transitioning to a structured invoice, uh, moving away from the paper or plain PDF printouts that we see today that requires uh, changes in many cases. Uh, we also see things like needing to handle how you distribute the invoices differently, uh, just accounting for the fact in some countries, the invoices will flow through the government. In other countries, they'll still flow through your traditional invoice distribution route. And then lastly, every country, the requirements are so complex that it will require legal assistance. And so leave yourself enough time to go find that legal partner uh, that you'll need and get the requirements uh, that are very specific to your company. Get those determined, you know, as we mentioned, that's part of leaving enough time uh, to get ready for these requirements. So we're advocating with this information that people start educating themselves and thinking through the changes now, but you mentioned you've already gotten requests about this. So what steps has CoreCentric already taken to ensure that you're prepared to ensure the compliance of others as these e-invoicing changes roll out? Uh, yeah, Kelly, it's, uh, it's, it's important for CoreCentric to be ready to support the different workflows that our clients and our, our prospects are asking about today. Some of the workflows that we'll have available will be to support either part or all of your invoice receipts. So as companies, your sellers, for example, companies that are selling to you are sending invoices either through the government portal or directly to you, you'll, have, you'll need a way to um, be able to download those invoices according to how they're being sent. So we'll have that available. Uh, in addition, we have clients asking us to help them with issuing some or all of their invoices at this point. So we'll offer both, uh, both those options. And then lastly, as CoreCentric is a company that offers invoicing solutions, managed services, all of these e-invoicing solutions will be uh, integrated with the services that we have today. And then lastly, CoreCentric is working with a compliance service provider. Uh, we'll talk more about that service provider offering in a, in a 
subsequent podcast or, or on our website. But importantly, because the individual country integrations are so complex as well, we'll use a partner to offer those to our clients. And the benefit of this is that you'll have both managed services for invoices as well as these e-invoicing solutions in one place. So you can come to CoreCentric and have uh, one point of integration and one point of support uh, for both solutions. So really what we're saying is now that people have the basic information about the changes that are coming and how it may affect their company, the educational and preparation processes can begin. Uh, So David, thank you so much for being with us to share your background and expertise in this area and start everybody on this important journey sooner rather than later. Thanks, Kelly. Looking forward to uh, helping our clients with this uh, important challenge. Thanks for joining this CoreCentric Conversation, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change your organisation. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot com.